Hello and welcome, lovely listeners of the Catch-Up Hub. I have to tell you, I am so excited for today's podcast as we will be using my favourite, favourite book. Um, It's my favourite book for many reasons, but mainly because it was the first big book that I've ever read. Um, We'll all have that day where we get good enough to read, where we're able to choose and read a really long and impressive novel for the first time. And the book we're using today was mine. It's 223 pages long and I remember feeling very proud to finish it. I also remember not being able to put it down at the time. It's also going to offer you some literary heritage, we call it, which means um, it's an old but traditional British text. And this particular book was published in 1877. And I'm going to post um, a photo on Instagram as I think you'll be super impressed at how ancient and well-loved it looks. And by well-loved, I just mean tatty, really. Um, but it's it's really impressive to see, so I'll pop it on Instagram. But before we begin the podcast lesson, I will share with you our star listener and our talking point for this week. I can't believe how many of you would rather have what's-it fingers, by the way, than quaver toes. Your fingers would melt off as soon as you wash your hands, which is a lot recently with coronavirus rules. But we had a great discussion next week, last week, so hopefully this week um, brings the same. Anyway, so this week's star listener is William, who not only joined in the Talking Point discussion on the Instagram and Facebook page, but suggested a new Talking Point for this week, which is... Would you rather fight... A mouse the size of a horse, or 50 horses the size of mice? Perfect. Now onto the learning. I'm going to read the first page of the story without telling you anything about the book. I'd like you to listen and try to work out in your head what is going on in terms of the characters and the setting, etc. Think also about whose viewpoint is the story being told from and who is the main character and all those things. Here goes. The first place that I can well remember was a large pleasant meadow with a pond of clear water in it. Some shady trees leaned over it and rushes and water lilies grew at the deep end. Over the hedge on one side we looked into the ploughed field and on the other we looked over a gate at our master's house, which stood by a roadside. At the top of the meadow was a plantation of fir trees, and at the bottom a running brook overhung by a steep bank. So that first paragraph there is just about setting, so you won't know much about um, who's talking yet or who the character might be. There's some clues dropping in the next paragraph here, where you might start to work out... um, who who the main character is. Whilst I was young, I lived upon my mother's milk, as I could not eat grass. In the daytime, I ran by her side, and at night, I lay down close by her. When it was hot, we used to stand by the pond in the shade of the trees, and when it was cold, we had a nice warm shed near the plantation. As soon as I was old enough to eat grass, my mother used to go out and work in the daytime and come back in the evening. So you might be starting to sense 
what's going on now and by the end of the next paragraph that I'm about to read we should have a good idea. There were six young colts in the meadow as well as me. They were older than I was, for some were nearly as large as grown-up horses. I used to run with them and had great fun. We used to gallop all together round and round the field as hard as we could go. Sometimes we had rather rough play, for they would frequently bite and kick as well as gallop. One day, when there was a great deal of kicking, my mother whinnied for me to come to her. Okay, so that was the end of the first page, and we should hopefully now have established that we're reading a book about a horse. It's coming from the horse's viewpoint as well. The book is called Black Beauty. It's also a film, so please feel free to give that a watch with your parents' permission. It was, as I said, first published in 1877 and was written by Anna Sewell, but the book I'm reading today was actually printed in 1954, so it's not quite as old as the original. It's actually regarded as one of the top ten novels in British history now, so it's well worth a read if you haven't before. So today we're going to be focusing on answering questions in the best way we can to get maximum marks. We've all done reading tests by now and you know how sometimes um, you're asked to find maybe a word or a phrase or basically just a quick and easy answer to a question. These are the easier questions in a reading paper that you'd only get one mark for, or maybe two if you're lucky. However, it's those longer answers where you're given a few lines to write um, that you have to be really good at too in order to get three marks and get maximum scores in your tests. So I'm going to introduce a phrase to you um, that many of you will probably not have heard of and we're going to be using it from a sample taken from this book which is page 16 of the text. The phrase is called breaking in. The question we will be answering together is what does breaking in mean in terms of horsemanship and explain? I will now read the page and I'd like you to figure out some sort of answer as we go. Um, feel free to read along as well using the resource from the Instagram or Facebook page if you can. So remember the question we're thinking about is what does breaking in mean in terms of horsemanship and explain? The chapter is called My Breaking In. I was now beginning to grow handsome. My coat had grown fine and soft and I was bright black. I had one white foot and a pretty white star on my forehead. I was thought of as very handsome. My master would not sell me until I was four years old. He said lads ought not to work like men and colts ought not to work like horses till they were quite grown up. When I was four years old, Squire Gordon came to look at me. He examined my eyes, my mouth and my legs. He felt them all down and then I had to walk and trot and gallop before him. He seemed to like me and said, when he has been broken in, he will do very well. My master said that he would break me in himself as he should not like me to be frightened or hurt. And he lost no time about it for the next day he began. Everyone may not know what breaking in is, therefore I will describe it. It means teaching a horse to wear a saddle and bridle and to carry on his back a man, woman or child, to go just the way they wish and go quietly. Besides this, he has to learn to wear a collar, 
a crupper, and a breeching, and to stand still while they are put on. Then to have a cart or a chaise fixed behind him so he cannot walk or trot without dragging it after him. And he must go fast or slow, just as his driver wishes. He must never start at what he sees, nor speak to other horses, nor bite, nor kick, nor have any will of his own. But always do his master's will, even though he may be very tired or hungry. But the worst of all is, when his harness is once on, he may neither jump for joy nor lie down with weariness. So you see, this breaking in is a great big thing. So back to the question. What does breaking in mean in terms of horsemanship? And explain. Now, it's the key word here is explain, because that shows us that we're going to need a longer answer. I purposely chose breaking in as an example because I thought many of you may not have heard it before, and quite often when we're given a reading paper, it can be on a subject that we don't know a lot about. So we're working with the text and we're working with what we find out from the text. So for this question, for example, it's not going to be acceptable to write an answer like when you ride a horse. We're going to need to go into a lot more detail than that. And what we can do um, with a three mark question is we can structure it out um, using something called P, which is P-E-E, -E, which stands for Point, Evidence, Explain. And I will show you how this is done. So first, your first sentence is going to be making your point, followed by some evidence you found in the text, and then your final sentence will go on to explain your own view on it a little bit more. For example, for this question, what does breaking in mean in terms of horsemanship explain? A good answer might be, I know that in terms of horsemanship, breaking in a horse means to train up to be able to ride them. That was your first sentence, that was the point. Now we're moving on to the evidence. I know this because the text states, it means teaching a horse to wear a saddle and bridle to carry a man. That was your second sentence and that was evidence taken directly from the text, which is where you find your answer in a reading paper, of course. And the final sentence is you explaining a little bit more, which is this. This means that once Black Beauty has been broken in, his master will be able to ride him. So I'm going to read that answer again, all in one, and see if you in your head can work out where the point, evidence and explain is. I know that, in terms of horsemanship, breaking in a horse means to train up to be able to ride them. I know this because the text states, it means teaching a horse to wear a saddle and bridle to carry a man. This means that once Black Beauty has been broken in, his master will be able to ride on him. Great, so I will pop the example answer and colour code the point evidence explain up on social media platforms so you can really clearly see each part of the answer and how it's broken down. I really hope this helps so that next time you're given a long tricky question linked to your reading in school, you'll be able to use the point evidence explain strategy to help you. As always, my lovelies, leave some feedback and join in the discussions on social media and I can't wait for you all to tune in again next week. Thanks for listening and thanks for learning.